Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is episode 10 with Cecilia Haynes. Welcome to Is Told by Nomads. I'm your host, Ty Roxon, and I'm a blogger, digital marketer, and multicultural individual who's lived on four different continents. Listen weekly as I profile people who identify with several cultures and share with you stories, tips, and interviews about how to embrace your global identity and use it to your advantage to live your best life. Let us begin. Cecilia Haynes is one of the happiest people I've actually interviewed. She's very, very cheerful, and she has fully embraced her TCK-ness. And it was just amazing hearing about how she grew up and how you know she recognized who she was really early on. And she's really you know emphasized the positive effects of that. So take a listen and get to know Miss Haynes. Welcome, everybody. Today I have with me Cecilia Haynes. Uh, she's a freelance writer extraordinaire. And uh, <laughs> she's uh, joining us from Hong Kong. Welcome, Cecilia. Thank you. All I'm right. happy to be here. Thank you. So what is your third culture story and what's your nomadic experience? How, why and how did you travel around so much? All right. Well, I am a State Department brat. Um, my dad was stationed in, I think, India when you know I was around, and so I was born in Hong Kong. Um, then I lived in Calcutta. Then we went to Taipei. Then it was Beijing. Then it was New Delhi. Then it was Virginia in the States. Then it was Chennai in South India. And then I graduated from high school in Manila. Um, after that, I went to the University of Virginia. And after I graduated, I taught English in Hong Kong for a year, um, backpacked around Western China, Tibet, India, and then lived in Turkey for a year. Um, I currently semi-live in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) my, um, my, My boyfriend's actually a professor, and so we're using the summers to continue traveling, so... Okay. All right. So you, you said you so semi <laughs> you, you you semi live in Florida. Where's home then? Well, what do you mean by home? You know that is the question because I I know it's a very fluid concept for TCK. So because someone was telling me the other day that she considers home 
where her suitcase is. So I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> the same yeah, thing it's you. actually bad. If I if I stay in a place more than I'd say two days, I refer to that as home. So oh. I'll be like, oh, you know, we're out walking the streets. I have to go home now, and I'll be in Thailand. And I'm like, I've been here for two days, but that's home, <laughs> the hotel. All right. So then, what has been your favorite country so far? Oh. That's, I actually really love India. Uh, I had some really terrific experiences there. I spent eight years of my life living in India, so um, it's an equivalent with how long I've spent in the U.S. Um, Turkey was a phenomenal experience, and that was a, a first for me because I actually chose to move there. And that was a really exciting experience because up until that point, everywhere I've lived has been my parents' decision or through necessity because of job or, you know, who I was traveling with. And I picked Turkey and I picked South, um, South on the Mediterranean. And it was really amazing. So why Turkey? Why did you choose Turkey? So my, my boyfriend was writing his dissertation and, um, because I followed him during his research period, he's like, you get to pick where I write. And we were in Western China in like negative degree weather and it was freezing so I was like okay the next place you live is gonna be warm it's gonna be sunny and it's gonna be by the sea yeah so <laughs> and, and I think you know the Mediterranean is beautiful I got I got the chance to go to the Greece Turkey and Rome a few years back and it was it was in the summer as well but it, it was I always wanted to go back especially the Greek Turkey area but um I That's think it's awesome. phenomenal. And the food was great, too. At least when I was there, when I remember, it was fantastic. Uh, okay, fine. Um, we're gonna, let's go a little deeper here. So when did you figure out that you had some identity uh, issues? When did you figure out that maybe I'm a little different from everybody else? Or when did you start to, start to question who you were in terms of being a TCK? Well, um, I was I was kind of born with that. I'm actually a mix. So mm. my mom's from Hong Kong. My dad's like white American. And, mm. um, you know, going between the two families, I was always other. You know, I'm, I'm not quite from Hong Kong. I'm not quite from the U.S. So um, I actually kind of knew that I was different from a very young age. And then when I first moved to the States, um, when I was around 10 years old, all of a sudden, I wasn't around people who'd lived overseas. Uh, I was around people who'd never left that city. And it was very jarring to suddenly be like, oh, you know, last year I fell off of a camel in Rajasthan. What did you do for your summer? You know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we went to like Disney World. You know, there was just such a disconnect. Um, and I, that was actually when I started learning how to hide aspects of myself right. that didn't uh, jive with people around me. <laughs> so, so when you say hide, what, what do you mean by hide? Did you start to tone down some of the, the discussions you had or were you, were you trying to adapt to the personality of the people around you? Yeah, well, I, I pretty much adapted. So all of a sudden, I stopped talking about, you know, these, like, spicy Korean noodles that we used to trade at lunchtime in Delhi. Yeah. And then I just start talking about going to the mall or, you know, pop culture references or the Backstreet Boys, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so basically, you found common ground and people around you. But um, did, how, how did that make you feel? Did you Was that something that made you feel restless? Were you always feeling like, okay, now I can't be 
I can't express my TCK-ness, but when I graduate, I really want to go back and just be free. Or what, what did that, what kind of feeling did that invoke in you when you had to be a chameleon? Um, I mean, it was really rough. And, and let me tell you, I was, I was so thrilled um, because we were only in the States for four years. And I mean, I knew this going into it. So I probably my first year was the depression time. And then the second year was, you know, adapting a bit more. And then third and fourth was okay. But I knew that we were going to leave. Oh. So okay. um, that was when I mean, that was my light at the end of the tunnel was I'm like, I'm going back overseas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was so thrilled to, to move to Chennai. Um, and then be around, I guess, more people like me, which is funny because the people there were Canadian, German, Australian, British, Indian, you know, mm -hmm. but they were other TCKs, you know, and I had more in common. So now this is something as I'm doing these interviews, I'm starting to hear more TCKs say one of the best advice, at least one of the best pieces of advice about vices they're given is that other TCKs should connect with other TCKs, not necessarily people of the same nationality but the fact that they share a common sense of uh global identity for lack of a better word is that something you would say as well do you think that for a tck let's say 10 11 i remember my first experience was when i was 10 i, I mean i had moved earlier in that but when i was really cognitive of my move was when i was 10 so um would you say that a 10 11 year old in a different culture should find some sort of common ground with other TCKs or is there another way for this guy or girl to figure out how to navigate this uh, uh, his way or her way through different cultures? It's actually an interesting, I say almost a trap even that I'm wrestling with where it's almost too easy to try to only find other TCKs or other people that move and that, while it, I think, eases transitions and makes us feel more comfortable and with a community that's quite immediate, um, there's a danger to it where you might not meet as many friends as you could. You might not make as many connections as you could. And you risk being maybe increasingly disconnected from cultures that you don't identify with or who don't quite identify with you, you know. Right. And that, that can be problematic itself, you know. So there should be a, a balance of there should be some effort from the you know TCK to try and fit in you know with locals as well yeah. as internationals, but you know the balance I guess sort of forms that third culture in that person. Yeah, I mean you you never know what will happen. Um, you know these just now um, I went to Chiang Mai and this girl I haven't seen since I was twelve thirteen years old who I knew in Virginia never left the country. Now teaches in Chiang Mai. She's been living there for two years. She's backpacked around Vietnam and Laos and China. And we met up again. And it, it was amazing where I remembered her as someone who, while not close-minded, just didn't know or wasn't interested or hadn't been exposed to the wider world. And look who she's become, you know. So if we limit ourselves, we kind of risk you know, seeing where people go when they grow up and get older. No, that's, that's good advice. Tell me a story or an experience that you found you being a TCK helped you out. And um, maybe something you did or just a background of yours just said, you know, made you ease into that situation more or gave you an advantage, you know, of something. 
Um, I would say, well, it's a tough one. Uh, getting <laughs> probably my first English teaching job okay. in Hong Kong. Um, because hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It was something where... I taught a lot of different nationalities of students and um, being able to kind of adapt to each child and to identify with the ones who were also TCKs who came from the international schools, as well as maybe the local Hong Kong students. Um, that was something I think people who maybe hadn't had a TCK background might have struggled with. Uh, whereas it was easy for me to kind of shift gears and, and really get close with a lot of students from a variety of backgrounds. And on the flip side, what about something that sort of didn't work out in your favor because you, uh, I guess you are a TCK? And, and um, I, I can give you an example. I mean, a lot of times when people, when we, we share stories or I, for example, share stories, I might, might appear that I'm boasting, I'm saying, well, I grew up here, I grew up here, and all I'm saying is I grew up there because that is what I did. But, um, <laughs> and, um, you know, that's one situation where it's a communication uh, disconnect where it's, it appears I'm, I'm trying to, you know, rub it in the face when I'm just saying, well, that's just how I grew up. W what about you? What, what in your uh, case has maybe caused a rift or maybe just caused a disconnect somehow? Um, it's funny you bring that up. So also in Hong Kong, uh, I had a friend from university who was doing the Princeton Asia program. And, you know, I went out with him and a few of his friends one night. And I've noticed people who didn't grow up traveling, but then travel, you know, as adults are very proud of themselves. <laughs> and they don't like it when other people have traveled more than them or started earlier than them. Uh. <laughs> so at this dinner, you know, this guy is going on and on about his spiritual experiences and how much he's just had his mind open and blown. And, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, I start talking about myself and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a third culture kid. He's like, what's that? <laughs> and <laughs> he just got immediately very aggressive um, and kind of just you know, when I started explaining a bit more, just shut me down and then spent the entire conversation, like the rest of the night talking to other people and ignoring me. Mm. So <laughs> that was something where I was like, all right, maybe I should have toned myself down a bit. Or <laughs> at this point, maybe should I even care? You know, it's this guy's problem, not mine. Yeah. No, and I think that's, that touches on a good point with the fact, I remember what I figured out when I discovered the term TCK, I think it was uh, a year ago, actually, it was a BuzzFeed. But uh, before that, I, I had uh, come to terms with the fact that I was, I, 
you know, I was a cultured person, I guess, but I didn't have a word to connect it with. Um, but the thing you said about whether you, should you care or not, do you think it's something that TCKs should get to a level at where they they don't necessarily have to be one culture or two cultures, three cultures. They understand that they are, you know, who they are and it's okay to be that person. It doesn't matter that if you go back home, they say you're not um, Nigerian enough. Or if you go, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least I'm just giving, giving my example here. Or if you go um, to America, you appear to be African-American, but you're not actually African-American. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, is that something that you feel like TCK should, uh, you know, okay, be okay with and say, this is what I am. I'm a third culture kid. I am a mix of everything. I'm a melting pot and it's fine. I would like us to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, um, I don't know. I think baby steps. Uh, I went through a period where I got not, not aggressive, but I was definitely running against a wall where I was just so insistent to people. I'm a third culture kid. This is my background. This is me. Mm. And it, it was a term. I mean, it's a term that people don't really know. A lot of people don't know it. And, um, maybe it's only now beginning to kind of go off into the world. Um, but I, I think that for me, it's enough to be quietly or at least with my friends or people I care about a TCK and then publicly, you know, I, I see what the situation is, who I'm interacting with and whether or not they really care mm -hmm. or just trying to, I don't know, be a very surface conversation. You know what I mean? No, I, I completely get it. All right. Let's talk about your blog, Unsettled TCK. What led you to start that? That's how I found you. What led you to start that, and, and what are you hoping to achieve with that? Um, it started my final year of uni. It started out as like this failed photography attempt, and then when I went back abroad, um, it was a way to keep in touch with people, uh, especially family, and in a way to introduce maybe friends of mine who'd never seen my travel life, um, to introduce them to a whole other aspect of me. As it's kind of grown, I've wanted to show other TCKs that, you know, we're not alone. And um, I, I mean, they're, they're, it was actually really shocking to me where I started reading about a movement called Recovering TCKs. And it was people who find their upbringing as a TCK so traumatic that they've had emotional issues, depression, physical, psychosomatic, um, physical manifestations and, you know, really intense stuff. And yeah, I, I've only ever looked at my background as something amazing and just, you know, that makes me awesome. And right. to, to see this whole other painful, you know, um, subsection, I really kind of wanted to reach out to them and, and, be like, no, it can be awesome. Look at these things or hear coping mechanisms or it'll get better, you know. You say you started as a photography thing. Do you still do the photography? I, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of just trained myself. Um, so my blog is a combination TCK advice slash humor and then travel. So right. I kind of go back and forth between the two. And what is the URL? How can they find you on that? It's okay, uh, www.ceciliahaines.com, and you'll find me. Right. <laughs> Ceciliahaines.com. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up here. I know you have to, to go soon, but um, one, I want to ask, ask a few rapid-fire questions. Go for it. Um, what, 
this is the first one. What is one way you found common ground with non-TCKs? Whenever you're in a different culture, what do you normally do? What is one thing you make sure you absolutely do to start finding common ground? I ask about food. People okay. love food everywhere. And a great way to know a culture is to be like, hey, what's your favorite dish? What's, what's the one food I have to try, like, you know, in this town or the city or whatever, you know? Best country to dance. And just feel free. Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> Speaking of food, best food. Best country with the best food. I actually gonna have to say Thailand. That food was like off the hook, especially the street stalls. My God, you're the, <laughs> so second, you're the second person to say Thailand. I, I I'm so mad because when I went to Thailand, I was only on, I was only there for four days because I was moving to Vietnam at the time. I didn't actually get to eat Thai food because I was staying in a Nigerian home. So we no. ate Nigerian food. <laughs> now every time I meet someone from Thailand or has gone to Thailand, they're always saying, "Yeah, man, the food is amazing." And I'm, I'm like. I'm almost in the shade to oh, say that to you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I was in Bangkok for four days. You know, I didn't actually touch any of the food, but... <laughs> but <laughs> you have to go back. You're missing out. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's my excuse now. So I, when I'm going to the embassy, I'm going to say, hey, look, I missed out on the food. So that should, <laughs> that should replace my visa, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> what about movies? Movies. I know you're, I guess you're, you're many, you have many cultures in you, but I imagine you've seen a lot of different types of movies. Which ones do you think? Uh, Hong Kong cinema is just amazing. I'm sorry. I love I love from like 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, like wow. cop thrill. I mean, Infernal Affairs is where The Departed came from. So Martin Scorsese's Departed came from a Hong Kong movie. Really? Yep. And he even changed aspects of it that... Um, made the Hong I think it made the Hong Kong movie better because yeah wow. so yeah cuz you, you know the watch Turtle Affairs is great <laughs> well yeah the part is one of my favorite Monsko says is actually my favorite director so I, I watch a lot of his stuff but if you're telling me this is better I you know then I guess yeah. <laughs> so it was, was actually adapted the movie was actually adapted from that yeah that was so him winning that academy award was based off a Hong Kong film oh, so yeah it wasn't original okay ah oh, that Martin guy <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh this is uh this is the last question here how can we find out more about you and what are you up to what are your newest projects um the best way is probably my facebook page which is unsettled tck um i advertise all my various articles i write for a couple of different websites um and i was a published author uh last year and uh, I'll, <laughs> thank you yeah it was part of an anthology so not necessarily you know my own book but no, no, it's fine but where can we find the book and you know i like to get more people um it's the places we've been okay. um is the book name and it's reports from people under 30 um my story is called anything is possible in india and it's about a very memorable train ride that i had <laughs> okay the places we've been we'll check it out and uh cecilia i just want to thank you um I think it's been a pleasure. You definitely brought a unique perspective to TCK. I'm glad. Well, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> more of these, and then we can have another interview. This will be great. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to us told by nomads. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher and subscribe. Also, be sure to head over to my website, tyroxin.com, to subscribe for more updates and tips on how to navigate the world and check out some of the other things I'm doing. Till next time, remember, home is not necessarily a physical place. It is wherever you most feel comfortable. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.